You're listening to a sermon audio from Cypress Church. You can listen to more sermons on our website or by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. We hope you enjoy the sermon and invite you to attend one of our services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. And we're excited about that and all kinds of great things. And so why don't you take your Bible, if you will, and open up to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter uh, 6. Let me open my Bible. Oh, wait. How did that get on here? I've been, how do I stop that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ron says he could stop it. Yeah, I'm sure you'd probably throw it in the baptismal is what you would. Uh, anybody watch the Olympics? Uh, anybody watch the game this morning, the gold medal hockey game this morning at 4 o'clock in the morning? Um, I didn't watch it, <laughs> but my fun little Canadian app uh, told me that uh, Canada won the gold, so uh, swept the gold in hockey and in curling. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> hey, also, uh, if you don't have a Bible with you, our wonderful ushers have, uh, have some Bibles in their hands. They're walking down the aisle. If you need one to borrow one, just raise your hand. They'll be happy to put uh, <clears throat> the, a Bible in your hand and, and just keep it open to the book of Numbers. We're going to give you a whole bunch of other verses. Also, I encourage you to take out your outline. Uh, it's in your worship folder. There's some blanks to fill in. They'll, they'll be up on the screen. And, and there's a bunch of other verses that I'll be uh, giving you this morning. And we're only going to have a, a very short time looking into God's Word this morning because we're going to see the living Word as people share testimony, as people share in baptism and that. And we're going to actually see, it won't be quite live, but we're going to see some pictures or some uh, some uh, little videos, if we can get them over uh, the internet to see what's happening over in Los Al towards the end of the service. We're so excited about the, the, that opportunity and that, that start because what, you know, we're one church, but we're many campuses. Actually, we have a, another branch on our campus, which is our Khmer Family Ministry, or can, reaching out to the Cambodian people in this area. Actually, there's thousands and thousands, 50 some thousand Cambodians live in this area. Do you know that? And, uh, and we have an opportunity to have a, a branch uh, here, part of our church, one church, still all one church, but many campuses. There's a Cypress campus, there's a Los Al campus, there's a Khmer campus, and God's really given us a vision to not only have a campus in those two places, but really in all the 11 cities that surround us at some day, some, you know, Lord willing, it'll happen soon, hopefully in my, my time here, but uh, if not, then, then we know it's going to happen sooner or later, but uh, we're excited about that, so it's an exciting morning. Now, it's also an exciting morning because we've just finished uh, a six-week concentrated focus. We call it a campaign on uh, powerful affections. Uh, This is the devotional book. There's been Sunday uh, morning messages on that. There's been small group material on that. And we've been looking at this idea that uh, where we put our affections is powerful because it does change us. And, and there is a power in what we hold as our highest affection and in what we praise and what we exalt and what we worship that what we place first and central influences us, and it's where we seek to find satisfaction in life. The reality is nothing but God satisfies. Nothing but God brings true, ultimate pleasure in life. Nothing but God brings true happiness. 
And we saw that as we, as we looked through the devotional and we, we looked at the life of David. By the way, there's more of these. If you are a guest with us or new or, or didn't quite pick one up, you can still pick it up even though the dates are a little off. You still can just go through this as a devotional and use it. It's a great opportunity. They're out in the lobby area. You, you don't need to pay anything for it. If you want to drop something in a plate, great, but don't worry about the money. We want to put these in people's hands. So feel free to grab one. As we looked at the life of David, we saw that David <clears throat> really started out holding God in that highest place of his affections. Uh, he loved God with all of his heart. Matter of fact, he was called a man after God's own heart. Uh, David was holding God as his highest affection. Psalm 8.1, a, a, a psalm, song penned by David, said, How majestic is your name in all the earth, O Lord. In Psalm 24, verses 8 to 10, he sings out that God is the king of glory. In Psalm 53.1, he, he says, uh, A fool is said that there is no God. And in Psalm 145, he sings out, My God, my King, I will bless your name forever, for you are good. Um, It's setting God at that highest place of our affections, and David did that, and we looked at his life and saw how he did that, and it was amazing. And, and, and life just made, uh, it was a wonderful, deep experience. Even though he went through some great valleys of life, he held on to God and was able to make it through the ups and downs and all arounds of life. But David did, like us, uh, hit those forks in the road. That even though that he started out really believing God and, and holding him as his highest affection, there came opportunities to, for him to turn his affections away from God. And we went through the story here, that, that uh, difficult story where we saw our hero, David, uh, noticing a, uh, a woman bathing and, and committed adultery. If that wasn't worse, got her pregnant. And if that, that wasn't worse, he had her, her husband murdered. And if that wasn't worse, just deceit and lying all over the place. And his idle affection <laughs> led him down a very deep, deep path. That's why David, under the power of the Holy Spirit, said this in Psalm 16:4. The sorrows of those will increase who run after other gods, who run after idols. The idol way always deflates, it always devalues, it always devastates. But the good thing is that we can turn our affections back towards God because there is pleasure and happiness and and that Hebrew word shalom, which means so much more than just peace. It means all everything satisfaction in life. We learned that in, in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that verse, you know, we talk about, uh, I know the plans I, I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for shalom, plans for complete satisfaction in life and not for calamity, to give you a hope and a future uh, for those who are called according to his purpose. It is a promise. It's a promise to those who are called according to God's purpose. And, and God's number one purpose is, for us has always been himself. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 22, verses 37 to 38? When, and Jesus was uh, being asked, he said, somebody came to him and said, what's the most important thing we can do? What's the greatest purpose in life we can have? And he says this, it's to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. You see, our purpose is to love God. Now, God is not like us, who's ego, where we are egotistical and craving love and vanity and fame. He's perfect. He needs nothing. And yet he knows for us to experience love and the life he created us to live is for him to give us himself. That's why David said in, in Psalm 1611, you God have made, you have made known to me the path of life. 
you fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Look at the Numbers passage. Are you there in Numbers? Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26. It's a, it's a, a salutation, a blessing given that, that uh, Moses, uh, uh, the Lord asked Moses to, and, and to tell Aaron and the sons to bless Israel in this way, to bless us in this way. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. See, in his presence, whenever you hear the, 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 the phrase in his face or, or turn your face, it means in his presence when you read that in scripture. And in his presence, the Lord blesses you and keeps you. The Lord provides for you and he protects you in his presence. In his presence, the Lord makes his face to shine upon you. That means it's that, that jo- the joy beyond measure is there in God's presence. Like out in the sun. Uh, you know, yesterday was a great day. The sun was shining. It's just like, it's, it's not winter. <laughs> it's like full summer right here. It's just beautiful, wonderful. The sun on your face just makes you smile. I know the people back east want that smile really bad. <clears throat> but it's, it's that sense when you're in God's presence that, that, uh, that, that, like that sun shining upon us is when God is, uh, that joy is beyond measure. Also, verse 26, the, the Lord turned his face towards you. In other words, in God's presence is God. In all of his glory and amazing incredibleness is he's there in his presence. And when you're in there, you, you have him. And there you have shalom, peace. That, that total satisfaction of life. So how do you live in God's presence? Two, two ways this morning I want to give you. First is to know his, that he is amazing, that he is the amazing creator. Uh, write down uh, um, Psalms 19, verses 1 to about 11. Uh, you can read it as, as there, it, the, the psalmist talks about how uh, God is seen and speaks through the stars without words. Just, as you look up in the heavens, you see how great and majestic God is. As you see the, the, the mountains and how beautiful they are and the flowers and the little bugs and, and, and even, you know, look around. There's, a, there's beautiful people here, images of God here in, in, in each one of us. I mean, look at the person next to you. They're great looking, aren't they? Tell them they're good looking. Say, you're good looking. <laughs> Also, write down Romans chapter 1, uh, verses, you can start maybe verse 18, but it's mostly verses 19 and 20. It says, talks about how the, 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 that we can know God by what he has made. That there is something special about his creation that reveals a little bit of him. And that, we can be, and, and that people can know about God by what he has been made. He's an amazing creator. He's also the amazing sustainer. Write down Colossians Chapter 1, verses 15 to 17, it's that place where it's talking about Jesus and that Jesus is the one who created everything to be. And it says in, in verse 17 that he is the, the one who holds everything together. He is the one who sustains life, who keeps those atoms together, who keeps the universe moving in the way it is and keeps us together. And he can be that sustainer even to us when we go through difficult times. He is, he is the amazing sustainer. He's also the amazing provider. Just like it says in Numbers, in his presence, is all of that, protection, provision, that incredible joy and himself, all really we need is there. And Psalm 1611, that joy in his presence. He is the greatest and most loving help to live life to its fullest. Is because That's what he provides. See, the Lord's amazing. And living in his presence is knowing what 2 Peter 1.3 says, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness 
through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So know him more. Spend time understanding him. That's why God's given us his word. It's his revelation of himself. And he wants us to delve into that, not just to, to, to know the, the ins and outs of how to live life God's way, but also to know him personally. And that comes from time. That's why the, we, we encourage people to get into devotions because it's in that interaction of you praying and reading God's word. God speaks to you and you develop that relationship. So know him more. The Lord as our highest affection. To love him by living life his way through obedience. That's the second way to be in his presence, to live obediently. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And not loving anything else more. That's why Psalms 24, verses 3 and 4 says this, who may ascend the, holy, the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy presence? And there's who can be in the presence of God. Verse 4, he who has clean hands and a pure heart and does not lift up his soul to another, to an idol or swear by what is false. It's those who are living life God's way, setting him as that highest affection, not any idols. We've been talking a lot about idols in our, in our time, in our campaign, and, and you've probably had some of those exposed to you, things that you have turned your affection off of God and onto those things. You see, we were created to love God, <clears throat> bringing him glory. As Isaiah uh, 43, verses 6 and 7 say, really to the end part of verse 7, it says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, God says, We bring God glory as we hold God as our highest affection, seeking him first. And that's where we find that true satisfaction in life and that true joy. Uh, John Piper, a great pastor, a, a great thinker of our time, said this, God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him. God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him. And we are most satisfied with him when we are in his presence. That's the upside, that's very upside down from the world. See, for the world says to sat, satisfaction is found in self, uh, self success, uh, people loving you, all, around, all about you. And yet, the upside down life, which is really the right side up life, is our finding our, us finding our satisfaction in God alone. Jesus said it in Matthew 6 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all life will align. You see, that aligning in life comes from seeking God's kingdom first. It's Jesus on the throne of life. Jesus, the answer to life's difficulties. And I know, every Sunday, it's true. People walk into this place, and life is difficult. And some of you are here because you are really hurting. Something has happened in your life this past week, or maybe it's been going on for a while, and you are searching. You're searching for hope and for help. And you're devastated. And life is like that. It throws at us curveballs like that, that we struggle in life, relationally, uh, medically, financially, issues with our spouse, issues with our family. It happens. And we go through life and we struggle. And yes, we need to get help. We need to seek a counselor, uh, get financial help, uh, figure out how to maybe get a new job or, or how to work in a certain situation in a job. We need to get that practical help. But the help to that deep issue of hope and being able to sustain life even in the midst of difficulties is found only in Jesus. Just Jesus. No other magic formula, no other list of stuff to do but just Jesus. 
That's the answer. It's always been the answer. And the same it is dealing with some of the idols of life. You know, we, we, we recognize them that sometimes they get in between us and God. And we need to, yes, remove them out. And we've been challenged through this campaign to do that, to remove the idols from our life. But we got to remove them and replace them with Jesus, not just another not idol. You see, some people, uh, they go, oh, yeah, you know, uh, power is a real issue. I, I really struggle with power and always having to be right and always having to be heard. And mal- Whew, I need to not do that. So now I'm going to go get involved in church leadership and seek that power. <laughs> See, we're just substituting one idol from another. The real truth is, is that the power we need to seek is not to seek power at all, but to seek Christ always. It's the same thing with love. We, you know, oh, you know, I've, I've been holding my spouse too much as a, as a, and a, trying to receive all my love and life from them. And I realize I shouldn't do that. I'm just going to go love my kids now. <laughs> and see, we're just replacing that. What we need to do is seek God in his love. Uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, I talked about one of the, the idols or issues that God has dealt me with is that, you know, I've, I've always wanted a father figure. Instead of looking to God alone, even though I've, I've struggled with that, I did that. Well, to replace that and put that in something else, maybe like having people uh, see me as a father, that would be replacing that. And we can't do that. It's just Jesus, always Jesus. It's always, and he is the answer, always. He's the one that we should go to, and he's the one that we should do that. And, and we struggle with the answer. We struggle with making it Jesus, and we need to replace all these other idols with Jesus. So, so next week, we're starting a new series called The Upside Down Life, where we're looking at how to really put Christ in that central place of our affections. And this morning, we want to fire up our passions for the Lord as we, we praise and exalt Him and, and honor Him through testimony and through baptism and, and through our time together and, and through song and, and through His Word just now. And maybe as we exalt Him, to, to feel that, just a, maybe a, a tinge of satisfaction in Him. And to be, as Isaiah 26, verse 8 says, that we would say this, Yes, Lord, walk in your ways. Yes, Lord, walking in your ways, we wait for you. Yet we want to live in life God's way. And we want to have your name and renown are our desires of our hearts. That we want to see God be famous. We want to see God work and move. And so that is our, 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 our challenge this morning and our desire as we hear some testimonies and, and be encouraged by that. But would you pray with me? Father, thank you for the, the joy of your word. And... Uh, that it points us back to you and it, it challenges us and encourages us. And, and Lord, I pray that you would just, uh, as, as we share in testimony and see some baptisms happen, that we'll be encouraged and blessed by what we hear and what we see this morning. And Lord, thank you for what's going on in La Salle right now. Lord, we know that lives are gonna be changed because this branch has started and we're excited about that. Lord, help us to keep you as our highest affection. And Jesus, you as our answer, always our answer, we pray in your son's name, amen.